0: Previously on You're Saying It Wrong. I think it's Beijing, with, with more of a J sound, uh, rather than Beijing, which was what, what what a lot of people say. Am I right about that? You are right, Fletcher. K-E-N-Y-A, Kenya. What, what else is it?
1: Okay, this is a horrible one. Kathy didn't even want to put this in. I insisted because I get this wrong. B-R-I-S-B-A-N-E.
0: They at least say Brisbane. Yes.
2: See now, I would say Brisbane. I would I would be the ugly American there.
0: Ibiza, sort of a th sound rather than a z. It is not Ibiza. It's Ibiza.
2: Okay. Kind of yes and kind of no. (laughs) This is one that actually sort of surprised us. The more we dug into it.
0: Now, part two and the stunning conclusion on you're saying it wrong. are moving on to the Middle East now for a little while, actually. You have these countries paired, and so I'm hoping that the pronunciation is quite similar, Iran and Iraq.
1: Yes, you're doing very well. It's not The key there was it's not Iraq and Iran. And it was interesting, Kathy found a study, and I found one that had Minnesotans in it, and this person just went around asking people, how do you pronounce the name of this country, I-R-A-Q, and 42% said Iraq. Only twenty percent said Iraq. And Kathy found some survey that said I think it was a
2: a linguist in the Chronicle of Higher Education um, said he had done an essay actually for NPR about the pronunciation of Iraq, and what he found was there are four ways to pronounce it. And what I really he said no one says Iraq. A lot of people say Iraq, and he found that that was mainly um, the pronunciation for people in the military, and in red states. It was fascinating. Most diplomats and 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 liberals said Iraq or Iraq, Iraq i a like Iraq or Iraq, which he said was closest to the original Arabic. Ross, you speak Arabic, so you would know if that was right or wrong.
1: There are two things that are sort of interesting with Iran and Iraq is that they actually begin with two different letters in the Arabic alphabet. The Persians the Iranians use the uh, Arabic alphabet with certain modifications. The iran begins with an aleph, an A sound, and then with a Y uh, sound, a sound. So it's iran, more correct. It sounds like it should be more iran. Iraq begins with uh, what's called an ayin, which is like a kind of guttural sound back in your throat. Ayin, like that. So it's sort of like iraq. So it
2: be like I, iraq?
1: I, I, I iraq? iraq. I, I mean, it's sort of iraq. And then the other thing that's sort of interesting with Iraq is that the end is a ka. It's a cough sound, so it's a very heavy ka, ka, not ka, ka. Kind of a Q. It's like a heavy Q. So they actually have different. But I think, again, we were talking earlier about how do you speak when you're speaking English. We're not speaking Arabic or Farsi. And I think Iraq and Iran, or Iraq and Iran, are fine. I mean, technically, in those languages, you sort of roll your R a little bit too. Least with arabic issues.
2: what i love is this linguist found was that the final there i said there were four. the final one he said iraq was the choice of the wishy-washy <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the people weren't quite sure what to do it's sort of american and sort of arabic i guess <laughs> but he also found if i may just go on for one second that um pronouncing this was in the america this was a different guy in, a, in the journal american speech found that pronouncing the second syllable rack iraq was uh, appeared to index, I'm quoting them, political conservatism, and um, that making it Iran was found with military service, and Iran was knowledge of a foreign language. Those were all the factors uh, that, that he they found as why people pronounce them certain ways.
1: But I think we can agree then that we're going to be like trying to sound... The best English pronunciation, I think it's Iraq and Iran. Iraq and Iran is what I say it should be. And I think we all yes. got it right, didn't we? I think yes. so.
0: Yeah. Sticking around the area, this one just seems to be all over the place, and I, I honestly don't know what to say uh, i'm just going to throw out what i sort of have heard the most often lately another country in the middle east uh q a t a r it seems like people are wanting to say cutter now so i'll go with that but i don't i don't know what it should properly be
1: okay this one i mean until fairly recently most people according to what i've read would say qatar right which is not mm. correct um the problem with Qatar in terms of the Arabic is it's like really more Qatar with like a Qatar. It's like a hard K sound or in the local dialect that K becomes a G. So it could be Qatar too. And That's then the R I've is sort of like a, a uh, R Qatar. And now the problem I was reading an article was really funny because a lot of people now try to be more correct. That they say cutter or gutter. So the guy tried to, was trying to make plane reservations and um, in New York got on and said, I'd like to have a round-trip ticket to uh, Gutter. And the woman said, where? What? He goes, round-trip ticket to Gutter. She goes, where's that? (laughs) He goes, oh, you know, Qatar. She goes, oh, Qatar. And then did the... uh, (laughs) I think we were talking about the essence of language being to communicate effectively. And so I don't know what you do here. I, I, uh, You know, like, do you... Gutter sounds more... It doesn't sound that... Close to it, but it sounds much closer than Qatar. But I, you really should pronounce it like Qatar, Qatar. But no one can do the Qatar, and that sounds sort of pretentious. So yeah, I'm stuck on this one.
0: So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to. I, uh, this, I don't know how to score it. <laughs>
1: I don't know what to say in the future. I don't either. I mean, this is this is supposed to be a helpful podcast but i'm not sure what i, I would think you should say
2: qatar like no cutter qatar, qatar, qatar. I'm, never, I'm trying i'm trying i'm gonna get nailed by arabic qatar. speakers too because i'm
1: sure i don't qatar. do it correctly either but it sounds more like qatar qatar
2: i thought there was a little more emphasis on the first syllable qatar so wouldn't it be qatar? oh it's more qatar yeah you're right qatar. yeah would it be like q apostrophe t-a-r you're right wouldn't it it's... be sort of like 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 if we're gonna if we're gonna spell it the way it's pronounced
1: so it'd be more qatar 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 Click guitar? guitar no not really i think we should give us I think we should give us all a pass on this one
0: yeah i think we're we are removing this one from the score sheet and sorry to everyone cuz we don't know either all right um this this i'm curious to see what you'll have to say about it and, and also i'm curious to see if uh, all of us who've been trying to say it more correctly are just plain wrong p a k i S-T-A-N. It seems like we are moving toward Pakistan, and that's what I've been saying. Um, of course, w- when I was growing up, everybody said Pakistan. But um, what 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 should we be saying?
2: You're right. What you're saying, Pakistan. Mm-hmm, you're correct. That said, this is another one for me, like Budapest. I have to admit, as much as I know it should be Pakistan, I still have in my head Pakistan.
1: I say Pakistan. Okay. Can I say something that was interesting? There was apparently a big hullabaloo a couple of years back. In 2009. Did you guys hear about that? Is it going
0: to be about Barack Obama? Yeah. Yes.
1: Because how do we say the other country next to Pakistan?
0: Are you talking about Afghanistan? Yes. Yeah. Well, we usually say Afghanistan. Although it, when when I hear people, uh, more more native-ish speakers say it, it sounds more like Af- 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 Afghanistan.
1: Afghanistan. Very good, Fletcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently Obama said Pac- uh, Pakistan and then Afghanistan. So he did one correctly mm-hmm. and then one in a different in a different, uh, in the more commonly used American one, so he was criticized for that.
2: Well, he was also criticized, just, I, what I had seen was he was criticized for his pronunciation of Pakistan. A conservative said he was being an elitist Yes. when he pronounced it Pakistan. And, and they were using that as an example. I mean, like, you know, he was probably wearing a tan suit when he said it, too, and God forbid. Yeah, you and, know?
0: And, and eating Dijon mustard, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I was looking at Afghanistan, they were talking about the capital
1: city which, when I was a kid, we would have said Kabul, and now they say Kabul. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then I got like sort of curious, because Afghanistan has a lot of different languages, and then I read someone who's a Dari speaker, which is uh, one of the major languages there, and I listened to how they said it, and they said more like Kabul, which has more of the Kabul sound, and then in pushtu, it's Kabul, Kabul, something like that. And what gets me is sometimes the problem we're trying to be very inclusive and try to speak you know, Kathy was saying earlier. You know, with new countries or countries that are non-Western, we try to sound like they sound. Well, this guy is a is is from there, and he was complaining about Kabul. He was saying that that was a symbol of American imperialism. It should be pronounced more like his language does. And that's the problem when you get like five different languages in a given culture, and we don't know there are five different languages. We've just picked the one that we think works. So we have to be careful, is what I'm saying. It's a long-winded way of saying be careful. Let's move on to Canada.
0: Yeah, let's do it. A province uh, in Canada. So uh, closer to home and and much closer for you, Ross. Um, Q-U-E-B-E-C. The province is Quebec. And then also, of course, the city everyone knows. M-O-N-T-R-E-A-L. Most of us are used to saying Montreal, which I think is just fine to say. Uh, I was there recently and the people on the radio said Montreal. And uh, I guess the French... Ish way would be sort of like Montreal.
1: Very good, Fletcher gets it all. I'm giving myself six points for that one. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take the one. But, um, <laughs> okay, but uh, is that reasonable? Quebec and Montreal. Yes, Very I would good. say Montreal because everyone says Montreal here. Right, but I don't see. Here's here we go. This is what we were talking about earlier. With my long-winded way. Here we go into like different people from the area pronouncing it differently, and I think Montreal or Montreal both are correct. Montreal would be uh, Ontario. Montreal would be the U.S.
2: See, but I would argue there's such a little difference it doesn't uh, that it's legal either way, too. I'm saying, like, I think it's not the same as other ones where it's clearly wrong that yes, we've done before. I agree. I, so I, I think that, yeah, I'm agreeing with you that you can say it either way. And I would say Montreal.
0: That also reminds me a bit of the Toronto, Toronto, Toronto.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, but we all know all three refer to the city in Ontario. On Quebec, I had an interesting argument with a French-Canadian friend of mine, and she said, I say uh, Quebec in French. So I said, but, you know, what do you say, like, we're, she lives in Ontario now. What do you say in, um, I mean, Toronto? And she goes, I would say Quebec. Oh, the
2: way I say it.
1: Yeah, and oh, I wow. said, but you, you, but she's born in, you know, she's born in uh, from in Montreal. I mean, but she says Quebec in English and Quebec in French. I've only heard Quebec amongst English speakers here, so... I don't know. Maybe I'm circulating with the wrong people, but whatever.
0: Uh, We're going to head back to Thailand. um, And this is the capital and B-A-N-G-K-O-K. We I think most of us are all used to saying Bangkok, uh, which is what I would say, considering Earlier when we talked about Thailand, I it, I'm wondering if maybe it's something more like bang bangkok but uh, bangkok, Um but I I don't know I bank, Bangkok is what I'm going with. <laughs>
2: so I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just, when you, the more you pronounce say something over and over, it starts sounding wrong no matter what. Right? You know? Yeah. You're you're very close. It's yeah. You're you're good. It's it's kind of more like bong bangkok and it's a very short bang if you will and a longer gok. So it's like. Bungok. I, I need Yvonne here right now <laughs> to laugh at me. Bongok. I would say. Is that how they say it? Bongok. Really? I, I, like, I was
1: there. I was there, I can't remember. It's that
2: tonal thing that I, I, that eludes me. Ugh.
1: Same thing. So I don't know, Kathy. You're the you're the judge on this one.
2: I think that we all got it.
1: Okay, so so it's
0: perfectly reasonable for us as as English speakers to say Bangkok.
2: Yes, I think that we're allowed to.
0: Good, because I'm going to keep doing it, and <laughs> and everybody everybody's going to look at me funny if I say something else. This one, this one's fun to spell. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how much fun it'll be to say. Uh, it's a uh, Central Asian country, a former um, Soviet republic. Kyrgyzstan. I just always would have said Kyrgyzstan, but I don't know.
1: It's more Kyrgyzstan.
0: Yeah, again with that ston.
1: Yeah, that's the the big thing on
0: that
2: one. This is one of the ones I know how to pronounce it, but whenever I see it, I, I freak out. You know, I mean, it's like like we go back to Welsh or whatever. The spelling just throws me so much, and I know it's Kyrgyzstan, but but when I look at it, I, I have to take like a a long break and have a stiff drink, and then I can say it.
0: Uh, ross and and you knew that one yes okay jump back to africa over to west africa this time the country is spelled n-i-g-e-r looks like niger i believe it's niger though very good
1: kathy
2: this is one where i don't know how to score me because i know it's niger but i don't know when i learned it i mean i know i used to say niger when i was like before i knew so so i don't know what to say now i would say niger you get it okay thank you (laughs) ross knows it too i'm
0: sure ross knows it too can you talk for a minute just about about that name where it comes from
1: well this is sort of interesting because apparently it comes from from the, the the river which apparently, um, again, I can't vouch for the etymology. I don't know African languages that well, but apparently it comes from a um, in the Tamashek language, Yer Yeren somehow, and that sort of when the colonial settlers from Western uh, from Western Europe came, that kind of became Niger, Niger, and in the neighboring country where the British were, it became Nigeria. So the so we have basically a, a Tamashek indigenous term that kind of got into French and who controlled the Niger and into English who controlled uh, Nigeria. And here we get into something really weird because part of me would think, well, gee, we should try to pronounce it as do the people from the country. And uh, there was an account by a a long time ago by a diplomat who um, decided that the French colonials had controlled it. So I'm going to call up the embassy and just say it like I do in Niger. And he got roundly criticized by the um, receptionist at the embassy who said it should be pronounced Niger. It's my country. We pronounce it Niger. And indeed, French is a, a language that is spoken. It's an official language. And they prefer Niger. So I think we should probably call I'm confused. it Niger. Why would
2: he try to pronounce it Niger? I don't understand. I'm sorry. I lost why. She why got mad. Would he he was trying to be
1: uncolonial and just doing it like in a generic way. He was going to pronounce oh, okay, it generically. Oh, okay. Because that just seemed odd and she to And in fact not recognizing the fact that the French had decided it would be pronounced Niger. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. got mad at him because she said, we pronounce it here in this country, Niger. You're not being anti-colonialist by saying Niger to sound like American or something.
0: Moving on to, again, you know, so many of these I've been like 75 or 80 percent sure on, and so far I've lucked out. Uh, I'm going to keep that going, I guess. This is a country uh, in Oceania uh, so in the Pacific Ocean, um, it's spelled K-I-R-I-B-A-T-I. A- and again, not 100 percent sure, but I think it's Kiribati.
2: Yes. OK, I got to score me a zero on this one. I, I had no idea. I got it. I got to admit it. I blew this one, so to speak. I, Kiribati. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Well, sure. There's no reason.
0: I mean, there's no reason not to think that's what it is unless you've have heard it the other way.
1: Yeah. I've got it apparently the TI is an S. But someone said in a blog, do you know how you spell Christmas in Kitab- in the Kitabasi language? KI what we would look at as kiritamati because the TI is an S. I'm not sure that's a joke or not <laughs> That's cuz I
2: look, I could see the TI being a shuh, like you know like like libation TI but I know a TI is an S confuses me.
0: Yeah, and again you know we we've we've touched on it just just slightly before and maybe we'll hit it hard sometime but i'm guessing is this sort of a transliteration issue um because uh, we we often have this where we have letters that don't look to our english-speaking eyes like they ought to make the sounds that we are supposed to make with them
1: oh exactly mm-hmm. like for example the old times with uh, peking beijing and right Do you right. remember that when P- beijing used to spell P- K- beijing used to be spelled peking and the P, there was a transliteration study done. I mean, a group guys did it. And P was really meant a B sound, which is ridiculous. But I think you're right. Yeah. That might be a transliteration. I don't know Kitabasi at all, so I can't speak for that.
0: Ross, you knew that one, yeah?
1: No. No, I should have known it because my son used to watch uh, all these World War II films. And Tarawa, which is uh, the atoll there, was there was a huge battle in World War II. But I did not know it.
0: Well, uh, we are to our final... Place name, and I'm glad we're ending on this one because I think we have a little bit to talk about here. Uh, it's the capital of Ukraine. Uh, we we now are spelling it Kyiv. Uh, we we used to be spelling it Kiev, and we also used to be pronouncing it Kiev. I think now it's more like Kiev. Uh, I I don't I I don't know if there's a slight syllable change in there or not, but I think it's mostly like Kiev. But I'd like to talk about uh, just. Uh, all of this, um, the the change of that that city's name, and, and also Ukraine versus what a lot of people still say, which is the Ukraine. First of all, did I get it right? Is it is it more like Kiev now? Yes,
2: it's slightly a two syllable still though. It's 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 and this is another one where if you're going to be technically correct, the according to a Ukrainian lecturer at Columbia University, he said if you're saying it in Ukrainian, you stress the first vowel and it's like an I in kid, so it'd be Kiev. And then the second vowel of the second syllable is is E. So it'd be like, can So there's a slight I can't even do. Yeah, it.
0: it's 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 hard. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering is is I mean, I knew I wasn't saying it exactly correctly, but I was I was hoping that it was at least correct enough for for what we ought to be saying now. Precisely.
1: I think so. That's what we're yeah. trying. We're not Nothing. trying to sound like them. We're trying to sound like we should sound correct. when we speak with them about their native uh, capital or whatever, yes,
0: right. And so I'm giving us all points on that. I, th- I think we all we all knew this, but can we talk for just a bit about why this has changed uh, and and how we ought to treat this kind of thing?
2: Well, in Russian, it is Kiev, and it used to be you know a, a, a governed by Russia. Now that it's Ukrainian proper, in Ukrainian, it's not Kiev. So what the difference is, and that's why it's a, it's a very loaded thing saying Kiev now because you're basically going back to saying, oh, you're still under Russia, which they, they are clearly not.
0: Right. And this is the issue with with Ukraine versus the Ukraine. When you say the Ukraine, it sort of designates it as a territory or, or again, a part of Russia, whereas Ukraine is is the name of the country and what they want to be called.
1: Right. Exactly. Although part of that, though, I do think just I don't know why, but I, I was thinking about that when you said that. But we used to say the Sudan when I was a kid.
2: And right. Now we uh, say yeah, we
1: Sudan. True. And then older. But wasn't Brits like the used...
2: Sudan still sort of colonial then, in effect? I mean, you're, you're, it was the colonial overlay still?
1: I don't know. I mean, it could be. I'll it used to be right. called the Anglo-Egyptian Sudan, but I don't know. But then I, uh, old Brits used to say the Lebanon. Like if you ever hear a Churchill thing, he might say the Lebanon. Lebanon, of course, was a colony, but prior to that it wasn't. And they huh. said the Lebanon. I think probably... You guys are right, though, where it refers to like a region of a place. Lebanon was a region in the Ottoman Empire, but so was Egypt. And you don't say the Egypt.
2: I do think, though, that it tends to be the colonial aspect of it or the or the satellite state or whatever you want to call it. That, that tends to have the the attached, which is why I I think that, you know, Ukrainians get very incensed when people still refer to it as the Ukraine.
0: And I think perfectly reasonably. So the real thrust here is that it certainly with the, you, you got to drop the the that's that it can't be the Ukraine. It's it's Ukraine. That's the name of their country with with their capital um, in Ukrainian. The, the issue here is that in Ukrainian, it is more like the Kiev um, instead mm-hmm. of Kiev. And it's and they want it to be spelled K-Y-I-V in our English transliteration.
1: And that seems fine. There was a big article about that recently with some newspaper people complaining about these changes. And then there was a counter argument saying, well, you know, we've accepted, for example, Ceylon is now Sri Lanka. Bombay is now spelled Mumbai. And so we accept it when, and this is what Kathy was saying earlier, when countries kind of come into their own. And like Ukraine has now left the suzerainty of the Russians or of the Soviet Union, and therefore they want to speak as they speak. At the same time, I don't think we should call Moscow, Moskva, or Rome, Roma, or or where it's become so customized, and there's no political loading to it. I think those are fine being called. Well, that's
2: the key. I think you're right. The political loading is a very important point, I, and, and I think you're absolutely right, Ross.
0: Yes, exactly. So, I want to circle all the way back and bring back in Peking Duck here, because— <laughs> Because we're not calling it Beijing Duck. We're calling it Peking Duck. What I'm curious about is Chicken Kiev.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting point. I I, I, I th- would think that you'd still call it Chicken Kiev. I think so, too. I think and- it's Peking Duck. Oh, wait a second. I just looked it up, and there's a restaurant in, in Kiev called Chicken Kiev. <laughs> oh, is there? <laughs> it got pretty good ratings not fabulous that's the thing
0: though i mean uh, you mentioned the political loading and this one this one is quite loaded politically and i mean i i think it, it, i think we're never going to stop calling chicken kiev chicken kiev but but i do wonder about it and and i wonder how ukrainians might feel about it. i mean is it just its own thing now is that a package word chicken kiev and it's just moved on
1: it's a fossilized word And I think, I mean, it's a fossilized usage. And I think the fossilized usage did stay that way, actually.
2: Although then, but like, you remember there used to be a chain called Sambo's Chicken or something years ago. I remember this vaguely. I remember seeing pictures of this. I never saw one. I mean, which is horribly offensive. Let's, you know, so couldn't you argue that chicken Kiev is 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 really f- offensive?
0: You could. That's what. I Yeah, that's exactly what I wonder. Yeah, where
2: where Peking duck is not. Although maybe to right. a Chinese person, Peking duck is. Well, I don't think so because that's just us being stupid in pronunciation. Whereas Kiev slash Kiev is is a different animal. But that's just, just that's that's your opinion.
1: But to maybe to a Chinese person, the way Giles thing where they did do with the peas. That was done by Europeans who were controlling China at the time. And then they switched over to their own transliteration, which says Beijing. So maybe they view that as colonialist, too. I mean, there is, you know, we don't know. I don't know what they think. No, we don't. I have a Chinese friend I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm going to ask her Peking duck versus Beijing duck. And I have a Ukrainian friend I'm going to see tomorrow, too. And I can report back on chicken Kiev or chicken Kiev.
2: Do I will because she's I'm a very curious. nationalist
1: Ukrainian, so I'll ask her. And the Chinese person's very nationalist Chinese person, so I'll ask her too.
2: I would think probably, and I mean, this is just my guess that both would say it's fine because, like, as as we were saying, they're just they're just sort of in in the language. But I don't know because I I mean, there's nothing you know. I don't have anything like that for me, Suvlaki. Offends me. <laughs> no, <it> doesn't. <laughs> don't call it gyro. Actually, gyro <laughs> does bother me. That one bothers me. Well, you want to hear the worst thing? Here I am, Greek American. I say gyros, and I started saying it's a joke, and now I started saying it oh, for really? real. Oh, god! It's just appalling. <laughs> but I don't get up on it. There is a limit.
0: Okay, I have tallied our scores uh, while we were chatting here and here. Uh, are the rankings in ascending order. So we had 19 total after we dumped Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. And I counted Iran and Iraq as one and I counted uh, Quebec and Montreal as one. So Kathy, uh, out of 19, you had 13. Uh, Very good score. (laughs) Uh, Ross, you had 15, which is fantastic. Uh, I um, shockingly had eight, 18 out of 19. Wow! Uh, the, Yay,
2: Fletcher! Yeah,
0: I I gotta say I'm 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 honestly surprised. When I looked at this list, I I I figured there were some that I was definitely going to get wrong, even though uh, there were certain ways I'd always pronounce them. The one I missed, um, of course, was Kyrgyzstan, because uh, I didn't get that "ston," even though earlier I had said Pakistan. But you know, sometimes that's the way things go. But there you go. I guess I take the gold in the first possibly annual place name showdown extravaganza.
2: I should have cheated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, helped from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod, or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petras's most recent book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. You heard Ross say he was going to check with his Chinese friend on Peking duck and his Ukrainian friend on Chicken Kiev. He did, and he got back to us about it. First of all, I need to say again that we're still not really getting the pronunciation of Kyiv Kiev right. Ross said he talked to more than one Ukrainian friend, and there's an intonation in there that none of us is really getting, and we maybe aren't likely to without a little more knowledge of the language or a lot of practice. So we'll do the best we can with that. But as for the foods, here's what Ross had to say.
1: Almost all of the older Ukrainians I talk to say, it's a dish, and you should say chicken Kiev, because it's a certain dish, several younger ones sort of were wavering and thinking, well, maybe you really should call it chicken Kiev, or however they pronounce it. Peking duck was unequivocal. Every single Chinese person I spoke to from Beijing all the way down to Hong Kong said, you're in a restaurant, you order Peking duck. No question about it. And then Kathy did a little bit of a quick internet search, and she found several examples Of restaurants ordering beijing duck which i then went to my chinese friends and said what do you think of that they said i'm ordering peking duck but then on the other hand they all order in chinese
0: so it sounds like peking duck is peking duck unless you actually are chinese and then you're going to be pronouncing peking more properly anyway and really it kind of looks like at the moment chicken kiev is going to stay chicken kiev but there's some chance that's actually going to change Seems okay for now, but also something to keep an eye on and to be sensitive to the fact that we may need to adjust in the future. And now, lunchtime!